Mondays. It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. I am thrilled to have uh, Stacey Swinehart-Ganderson on. She is a, this incredible uh, talent in digital accessibility, and she's going to talk to us a little bit today about the intersection of culture and inclusivity and why maybe those inclusivity goals that you set for yourselves a year or two ago aren't quite going the way that you want and maybe how culture is actually getting in the way of inclusivity of both employees and uh your customers and the product so welcome stacy thank you for coming on great mondays radio Josh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here talking with you today and with uh, all the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So you were most recently head of foundational design at Realtor.com. Yes. What does that mean? How, like, wh- where? How, how did you get here? Tell us a little bit about kind of this this journey and and how you have this kind of very particular uh, niche and expertise. Sure. So. I mean, it's a long non-linear journey through design, starting from, you know, print. Because right. when I graduated, there are no Me too. Me too. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, it's no fine. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, during my time working at PayPal, I got very interested and uh, partnered closely with the accessibility team there. Um, st- eventually became an accessibility liaison for the design department. And then when I moved to Austin, same thing, accessibility liaison, and continued forth with that interest at USAA. And then finally, when I moved to Realtor.com. I was initially brought on to build their net new inclusive design accessibility team, which then grew into let's have foundational design, which was inclusive design, accessibility, design systems, and content design. Um, So at Realtor, I was in charge of, honestly, I guess, you know, spearheading and and heading their um, accessibility transformation for the digital products. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you just so we can level set? What does it mean? Like, what is digital? How would you define digital accessibility? So, digital accessibility—it's uh, anything. Wait, wait, anything digital. So, think of your the the web, the internet, right? Um, yeah. Mobile apps, um, tablets. Uh, it can, it can go further than that, but you know, my work, uh, like with the W three C, which is the World Wide Web Consortium is focused more on like the digital aspect rather than like physical spaces, like uh, ramps, um, uh, uh, making sure that, you know, you have uh, elevators and buildings, you have doors that can self-open or open Mm -hmm. with an easy, you know, wave of of a body part or a button or something like that. So, yeah. 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 So that, so what you're just describing, there's like kind of accessibility in the physical world. So this is accessibility in the digital world. I think of my, you know, I think of the, there's this accessibility settings on my iPhone mm-hmm. of, you know, like voice read over, you know, if perhaps, or like increased contrast. So there's kind of those, those, is that, is that what we're, what we're thinking about when you're working with these companies? Yes. Um, and that can also, for accessibility, also include like things like um, captions or subtitles. Like when you think of uh, like Hulu or Netflix, they use the wrong term. They call everything subtitles. 
but they're they're actually there's two subtitles and captions are two different things. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are someone that you know is deaf and relies on them to understand the media, you definitely know what I'm talking about here when they're like they are two different things. So what is the very quickly? What's the what's the sure, sure. So, I'm, so uh, I'm interested. I didn't realize. Yeah. So captions um this is also describing what's happening on the screen. So you might be like something dings, there's a noise, someone knocks on the door, there's music playing in the background, and it's talking in you know in sync with what's happening on the screen. Subtitles is more like localization where you're talking about, um, I wanna watch something in another language and I wanna make sure I'm having an equivalent experience to what's happening mm. here. So you might say, for example, let's say I'm watching an anime and you wanna watch it in Japanese, but you don't understand Japanese. So you're gonna put the subtitles on to understand what's happening, but Got you don't it. need the captions with like, oh, there was a loud noise because you're like, no, I, I, I do the hear loud the loud noise. noise. I know yeah. what's happening. All yeah. right. I saw the 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 there's sort of that meme, the brackets that say screaming internally is kind yes. of the that's that's what I think of where you're like describing like large bang or whatever that yes. is. All right. So let's get to it. So sure. my I am I'm really interested in understanding why it is that a culture might be preventing an organization from actually being more inclusive. There's all these noble goals. Great. Mm -hmm. We now have this awareness that we need to be, you know, you either have your DEI or your JEDI or whatever it might be. Really, we're talking about inclusivity, more people. So there's the more people uh, bringing in, enabling people to do better work internally as employees and or creating a product that is more inclusive. What was the, when did you realize that um, culture was something that could and probably is most likely getting in the way of these kinds of efforts for organizations. I, I feel like there was always a little thing in the back of my mind that something was up. And yeah. then, um, you know, uh, working in inclusive design accessibility specifically at this at my last role, um, I think it really, really came to light, like all, all like the, the, the light bulbs went off when you realize, you know, you're trying to, you know, build in accessibility into your products. And everyone's like, oh, we want to bake it in to, how, you know, so we don't have to like, retrofit at the end, which is more expensive. And then you realize there are no objective or key results, the OKRs, that have any sort of requirements around accessibility. There aren't any initiatives in, in the company. And I'm saying this company in particular, I mean, like most companies don't most really Most companies, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, broadly speaking. Yeah, broadly speaking. Um, there's not a, a company-wide initiative to actually prioritize us to make anyone say, oh, let's do this. Let's put some numbers to this. Let's invest in it. Let me make sure that when we build this, mm -hmm. it's there versus, oh, let's check a box at the end. Right. And the same thing kind of goes towards team culture and how you work together to get there. Because if you can't work together to build the product and make the decisions and have, you know, the experts with the, the seat at the table to make good decisions to build it yeah. accessibly, you're not going to have very good outcomes at the end for your customers either, because it's just, they're tied together. Right. So like, I, I look at it as like the internal policies and the yeah. governance that are in a company kind of negate the goals that you have at the end for these types of situations. Well, well it, it just occurs to me and I don't know, maybe I'm not, not right, but, but what you said before, right. Objectives and key results. We're talking about the results, but, but 
what you're saying, culture is how you get to the results. So yes. of course, of course, it's unlikely that your OKRs are going to be about your process, right? You're yes. inherently kind of like flip that. So what, what can I do or someone, you know, manager or a leader who's thinking about these things, like, where do we, where do you, where would you even start if you've got you know, I, I don't know, you don't even have, you're assuming that they just don't have these, um, these ideas um, in the organization already. They're kind of going about trying to do a new thing in an old way. Maybe I could, mm-hmm. did I characterize that correctly? You did. Like, I think we're all playing by old playbooks. Yeah. So yeah. we need a new, we need a new playbook. All we right. Need a new playbook. Exactly. What's the new, what's in the new playbook here? Well, so, um, my, 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 my partner in crime, Rachel power, who I've worked with for, for many years and she was with me at realtor. Um, we think it actually comes down to accountability. And oh, honestly, okay. I think companies love accountability, even if they're not very good at actually doing it. But so in this instance, we came up with our accountability model where it talked about how we work together to get to the end goal. So you talk about behaviors. You have these behaviors you want to get to and, okay. and, the, and all these tied up to the core values that the company had. So we made, made sure they kind of laddered up. To all right. So well, have, that's important. That's that's something that plays majorly in culture. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So you have behaviors, but to get your behaviors, you can't just be like, oh, there's behavior change. We're great at it. Right. You need actions. You need to create these actions that are the stepping stones to get to those behaviors. So that we created a bunch of actions and leadership actions. So the two different buckets there. What's yeah, an example of an action? Um, so we know what a value is, right? So yeah. give and get so respect, operate in say, transparency. Okay. So let's think of one of the actions that we had had. So um, we're brave. Maybe that is a behavior we have. And so how do we become brave? Maybe there are stepping stones to get there where we like, okay, um, we speak up and we speak out. That could be brave. But again, that's a spectrum of braveness because everyone's different. And one day you might feel like be feeling pretty brave. Another day is not so brave. But what does brave look like to you mm-hmm. on that day? Mm-hmm. And, and we would provide some like potential examples of what that might be. Okay. You know, we have quite a few of them. Um, and then we had some other actions like um, uh, like nothing about us without us. So that's an accessibility one where you don't want to design something for somebody with a disability. You want to design someone with because they're the ones with the lived experience, right. not you, right? Right, 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 so, right. Okay, great. All right, yeah. back to the dialogue. All right, so no, it's all good. we've got it's all actions, good. clarification. Great. So now we've got actions. Yeah, so we've got behaviors, we've got actions, we had leadership actions, which were slightly different because leaders, you know, you have a different role in the company than than individual contributors. Sure. Um, acknowledgements and recognition because you want to have a way to acknowledge your people for doing great work and great things and stepping up. Yeah, you want to make it visible, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So that other people go, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. important. Yeah, that's happening or, you know, they get rewarded for it or whatever it might be. Exactly, exactly. And then at the end of it was actually the the legal part of it. And I was like, oh, shouldn't legal go first? My mm-mm, legal's great, but if you've done all of this, you've satisfied the legal part to, in you hopefully, right? Right. So so what we then took was this saying, so if you have objectives and key results, you have the OKRs. Yeah. Let's put in the actions. So you have objectives, actions, and key results. Now, I'm not, we didn't coin the, the 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 OAKRs. I saw that from someone else, but but how we put them together was us. Like we we made it our our own. You, but the way you connected it. 
Yes. How we connect those dots. And so, so it then becomes like your contract, your working contract, your social agreement with your team. You're starting a project, you're doing your product brief or project brief, whatever it is. And you have a business problem. You're like, great. And as you're going through your stuff, like, what is the objective for this thing? What are our actions? How are we promising that we're going to work together to do this thing so that when we get to this key results, like we we're, we've, you know, we shook our hands on it, you know, high five, whatever. Mm-hmm. We are working in this collaborative way, inclusively together, and we've agreed upon it. And you, that would carry out through your entire project. And so hopefully with these actions that are built with inclusivity in mind for how your team works and accessibility on the end for the user, you know, you're thinking, you know, hopefully these all come together in this beautiful, like, I don't know, this wonderful soup of stuff to come out with this end product at the end instead of shoehorning things where they don't need to be. Well, so we started this by saying accountability. Where does the yeah. accountability come in? What did I, did I miss it? Like where's, well, how so do you This, this is the beautiful part of it. It just kind of bakes it in because so everyone's like, oh, I'm accountable for the work that I do. I'm like, yes, you are. So when you think about me, yeah, so that's always, that's where I always see that my my clients, they're like, yeah, sure. We're accountable. Okay. I'm so glad we could agree on the idea. Yeah. So, um, so let's say you, you, so you've got your, your objective and you obviously have some key results. You're supposed to get there that you need to get, you know, hit these numbers at the end. And as you're working together at any point, your team can say, are we doing this thing? Are we actually you know, talking to users with disabilities? No, let's go do that. And if someone's not doing that, you're not accountable for the th- how you said you're going to work together to get there. So by establishing those actions, mm-hmm. they are physically, it's not just, hey, we are being inclusive. Like that's so vague, right? So you've yeah. got your behaviors, you've got your actions. And that way we can say, oh, one of the actions that we established as part of this project brief is nothing for us without us. And you're like, okay, great. Let me go check in on that. Am I checking in regularly, like throughout the project every week or during our standup or because like you get lost in the project. I'm sure, you know, like mm-hmm. I know I do. You're like, here's these aspirations that we established at the beginning. And no, let's stick it on the wall and say, look at that. That's great. Look at that. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. yeah. No, hopefully, uh, you know, I mean, I say this thing, a healthy team, hopefully a healthy team is in fact meeting regularly, talking regularly. I mean, yeah. it could be virtual. It could be async. But mm-hmm. hopefully you're checking in with each other and doing that. And the interesting part is that when you have when you've agreed upon how you're going to work together, it allows people on the team that don't typically have a voice to kind of stand up a little bit more and say, "Hey, I want to I want to call attention to our action about how we said we were going to do X Y Z, and we haven't yet. Can we, we all can agree we, we were going to do this? Yeah, and now we're not. So it makes you're giving people the tools to stand up the expectations. And so what you've done in this process, OAKRs, is created a uh, framework for establishing accountability within this. Yes. And so then the other, the flavors of the soup depends on what you're trying to do, but you're saying inclusivity needs to be part of that. And so you're going to actually make sure at the beginning that you're going to be there or someone with that expertise is going to be there and say, okay, if you're telling me that you want this product or this set of features to be inclusive, then these are the 
these are the the objectives and actions that you need to take to hit these things. Is that right? Did I get that yes. right? Yes. Yes. And then they they become part of like um the the regular working process. So that you have throughout your your development life cycle for the product or product that you have. Um and um yeah and, and it can just carry through throughout to, to the end till you deliver and then next project you're like oh let's we can choose a different action if we want to we can try something yeah. else and work a different way or if I'm a different yeah. team you know if you've done working agreements with the team you know you're always going to shift them all a little bit depending on the who's on the team yeah of course and, and the needs of course yeah yeah you want to reconsider those uh those team level agreements or project yeah. level agreements every time even if they end up being the same yeah yeah so what um, do you have, I like to ask about uh, wins or fails, right? That where you've learned something that you can share, right? So we all professionally, I mean, the, the promise here is candid, candid conversations, right? So we're trying to learn, we're always learning, we should be always learning. Can you articulate either something that um, went, that was difficult and went really well, and you learned something from, you're like, definitely going to do that next time, or something that actually blew up, didn't work. And you're like, oh, now this is part of my DNA. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Like what, right? Like, what can we learn from you? You've already done the hard work. How can, you know, something that we can bring forward that the, the folks listening to this might, might learn from. Oh, um, I think we're going to take a quick pause here because I, when I was thinking about this question, it was in line with more of the ADA stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, that's okay. I have to like resituate back to, to this topic here. No, no, that's fine. You can do the ADA stuff too. That's fine. Oh, okay. All right. It was like, because so the ADA was, was very different than, than the uh, digital accessibility for customers and teams, but um, let's see. Um I would say for this, this, for the, like the OAKRs and accountability models and things like that, mm -hmm. a lot of times people are too scared to kind of put them into play. They're like, oh, well, I need to go get all these approvals. I need to go do this thing. I'm like, just try it with a team, try it with two teams, try it with three, three mm -hmm. teams. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to necessarily go through and pilot that. We were going to pilot it. We were like, okay, we're going to, we have like the crossing the chasm type of style. Like we're going to pilot it, get the early adopters and do this because we had to go through the whole company that's hard. And not just like, it's, it's, it's too hard. It's just that it's just never going to come to fruition. You just need to find, find a team, find a friendly team, be like, Hey, can we try this thing with you? Let's go do it mm. and then see how it is. And then use that as a testing ground and just kind of keep iterating on it as, as right. you move forward. Right. Um, it doesn't need to be like this big whole fancy, Oh my God, it has to be perfect before we release it. I have this correct. established process. Yeah. Steps one, two, and three. You're you're saying just go in. It can only, I think I hear it's gonna only make it better, right? Like it's not gonna hurt anything. It's not gonna hurt, right? It's exactly. not gonna hurt. And 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 I know some people will be like, oh, but won't it take up more time? No, it doesn't take up more time. It should actually, once you get into it, yeah, be more efficient and help smooth things on a little bit. Um, and yeah. sure everything you try the first time out is gonna be a little bit slower because you're like, oh my God, it's new. Right. But you know, then you have alignment and you have uh, throughout the entire project, then you have agreement. Like anyone can go into a project or, or you know, meeting and say, this is our objective. This is what we're working on. Here's where we're at. Instead yeah. of yeah. going to meetings. So I was like, what do you what's the objective? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. 
Great. Well, that, I mean, that's, that sounds great. It's like a, it's just like, Hey, why don't we just try this out? Why don't we just figure out how to do this um, to build it in? That's, that is a relievingly simple, maybe not easy, but simple answer to this question that everybody's starting to ask now where it's like, uh Oh, it's been a little bit. We haven't really figured out how to do this. Like we said, we are going to, so I love that where you're just saying, let's let's start by creating those those actions that align with those goals, whether it is the um, the inclusivity piece of it or maybe, you know, more diversity or whatever it might be. You want to build that in to and that can apply. I think I'm hearing both the product, but as well as the internal employee process. Is that right? I definitely for sure. I mean, there's a lot of employee processes that companies I feel ignore um, when you think of inclusion and accessibility and not because they're ignoring because they necessarily don't want to like, oh, I don't want to invest in it. It's like, what do I do with this? It's too hard. I don't understand it. Or, you know, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and uh, so it there's something about accessibility that we have some phrases in the, in the field that I really enjoy where we're like, accessibility is a journey. It's, it's not a one and done thing. You, you will always be on this accessibility journey for forever and no one's going to be 100%, you know, correct and accessible all the time. It's impossible. People change. Technology changes every day. You can't, it's just the fact of life, Yeah. but you just take a step forward and you take another step forward and another step forward and you'll eventually get there right mm-hmm. and by get there i mean just doing the right thing making good decisions you know um creating things that work for as many people as possible um but it, it's it's it obviously is a conscious effort you have to make the decision to do so but you can just take one tiny little step and that's one tiny little step you didn't already have before and right. that's great yeah 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 you don't have to solve it all oh no I feel like why I have you, I need to to ask if if this um, working from home and the distributed teams, has that made it, have you observed in your opinion or mm-hmm. your observations, has it made it, um, made work, and you can take this however you want, made, made work more inclusive and more accessible or less inclusive and less accessible? What have been the stumbling blocks that you've observed? Sometimes it depends on the company or the people at the company. Um, there are definitely some mindsets that are like, you got to be in the office to, to get work done. Of course. And I'm like, well, that's just, that's just bunk, in my opinion. But from the accessibility and inclusivity standpoint, um, it's a great equalizer. So there have been many times in my past where I was the only person on the phone where everyone else was in a conference room, not because I was working remotely at my, my house. I was in the company's office, just in another office that wasn't in the same place. And so I'm the only one on the phone and all of a sudden it gets really quiet and they get up around the whiteboard. And I'm like, what are you guys doing over there? And they're like, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm like, it must be something. You're all looking at it. Can you send me a photo? Can you do something to help me out? Right, What's happening? Right, 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 right. And then all of a sudden, you know, pandemic hits. We're all, you know, many of us are working from home. And again, we have this great equalizer where we have the tools we need at our house for the most part. Some of us don't, some, you know, some of us didn't have to get them. Um, some of these didn't have a space because, you know, maybe you live in a yeah. small apartment or you've got kids, whatever that looks like. But yeah. I have the the power to turn my my work situation at home to be something that works for me. 
And everyone else is also virtually on the call with me. No one's alone off at some whiteboard doing a thing that I can't see or having conversation on the other end of the conference or a table that I can't hear or having the stupid technology in those rooms zooming in on half of people's faces and then you can't see anyone else in the room, right? (laughs) Or, you know, someone's on the chat in the the Zoom or the, the Google Meet, but if you're in the room, you don't see the chat. And so you don't see that someone's raising their hand and there's a question, right? So when we're all, you know, equally on the same tools, having the same experience, it actually brings you closer together, in my opinion. And then also, if you're somebody that uh, identifies as having a disability, the home environment is in many cases better, a better setup for you, because again, you've, you've set it up for how it works for you. You don't have a a disability tax of trying to get into an office with Mm. your wheelchair, right. right? Or trying to, um, you know, once you're in the office, how do I get up to my, to my space? What if the elevator is broken? I work on the 14th floor. I guess I got to go home. Right. Those types of things. Yeah. So, um, not to say that working from home is the only answer. I just prefer, in my opinion, companies should look at flexibility, inherent flexibility, Mm. support their, their, their employees, because Employees are the biggest asset a company has. You want to be successful. You want to make money. Awesome. I like being paid. I like making money myself. I'm not working out of the goodness of my heart. Uh, You're not paying me out of the goodness of your heart. This is fine. It can be transactional. Right. Right. But you want me, you should want me to be set up for success so that I in turn can then be successful for you. Exactly. Like it's, it is a two-way street here. So if I'm not successful, you're not going to be successful. And then let's say, you know, you, I, you know, you have to let me go for whatever reason. And then you're like, oh, I want to rehire the overhead and hiring a new employee. Hi, I already had the knowledge that you needed. I just didn't have the tools to, to help out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So would you advise if you're not, if, if uh, let's say the ideal scenario, if you're not all in the same room at the same time, then everybody should just be on zoom. And that's the, and that's that like, some people are in the office, some people are not half and half, but really it should, everyone should be like, forget the hybrid conference room or whatever. Is that, is that what you would advise? Uh, I don't want to say yes, but I don't want to say no. Um, my, the Ask the hard question. Yes. <laughs> is the person that's at home seeing the stupid camera stuff happen. And then, yeah. you know, you have five yeah. people in the chat raising their yeah. hand and then everyone's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But when you're in the room, if everybody is on their laptops and they don't have the room thing on, then you have to figure out, well, who's talking, who's muting, who's whatever. And then there's that scenario happening, which is also yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, which can be very hard. Let's say if you have a very large meeting with a lot of people. So you got to yeah. be like, someone has to just take charge. and like, you will be the person with the mute. Yeah. You will be the person talking and go from there. I think, I think there's an opportunity for some technology improvements or whole, whole new thing happening. Right. Yeah. Like, we need, we need some way, because right now hybrid meetings are not, doesn't, I mean, it's better than it was, but it's like you said, it's a process, not as good as, as it could be. Yeah. So we're trying to create more inclusive spaces. We have this opportunity to bring more um, great minds together. People who live in far flung places, people who have to take care of um, aging adults or extremely young kids, people who have disabilities people who have the, you know, just would prefer not to, it stresses them out to be, you know, in a work environment. And so oh, yeah. here's, like, 
work environments aren't set up for everybody. That is for sure. No, um, not, not everybody's an extrovert. I, I've, yeah. you know, I've learned that, right. Like for me, it's like, oh, of course, everybody wants to be, you know, doing all these things. It's like, that's not the case. And so in, in my, in my observation, in this time, when we're thinking about inclusivity, we have this huge opportunity and I think we need to em- embrace it in as employees and as our in in our cultures, right? When we're thinking about how do we actually bake it in, which is something that you've said a few times, mm-hmm. into our processes, into our operations that enable more people to be able to be set up, not just at the table or at the Zoom call, but set up for success in some yeah. capacity, right? Yeah. Like I would love for that to be the conversation coming in. Let's whether you're in the recruiting process or in you're in the hiring and onboarding process. I want that the com- that to be the conversation. Like what what do you need? What tools or work environment? What do you need? Josh? How do you operate best? Yeah. What's your operating system? How do you need what do you need to be set up for success from day one? How can we help you help you make that happen? So like if that's the conversation then technically you could, if we're doing it right, if you think of like the work accommodation conversation, that's replacing that. You're now talking about your tools, your your ergonomic setup, your mm. um, lighting environment. Like, I don't know if you can't really tell from like the video that we're on, but I'm like, I work in a dark cave because yeah. I get migraines. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. have these overhead lightings situations at the office. They kill yeah. me. Um that could be part of the conversation that we have together before I even come on board. And you're like, great. You know, we have a whole area of the office where we, it's, it's, it's a darker setup and we have these sit-ins desks and we can get you, you know, all the tools that you need. So if you want to come in, yeah. we have that for you. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like we're in a moment and you're, this conversation has made me kind of realize this. I feel like we're at a moment where we've all now been on the other end of a shitty work environment of a, you know, of, like you said, what are you seeing? I mean, you're not, you know, you, you, you're not blind. You don't have a, you know, seeing disability, but in that case, you could not see what was happening. And so now we have so many different types of scenarios and setups and opportunities. We now understand or at least I feel I can speak from I, I feel like I understand, oh, this is what it means to be, to not be in an ideal work environment where everybody's together in the same place and there's more empathy and we're expanding the definition of inclusion to include more people, bringing them into that conversation. Yep. Yeah. There's been so many times, like I look at someone like, um, I, if you know, Kat Holmes, um, she wrote the book Mismatch and it is very, it's, it's many times it's hard for us to actually say, when have I felt included? But it's really easy to say when I have felt excluded. And there's yep. many times at the office as a woman, as a woman in tech, as a woman with disability, where I have felt excluded. This space is not for me. This wasn't built for me. And so you have your workarounds to make it work for you. And then everyone's looking at you going, well, why are you wearing a big sun hat and sunglasses? Are you like too cool for school? And you're like, yeah. no, I would like to be able to see today. Yeah. I would, you know, yeah. why are you, why are you laying on the dirty floor? I'm in pain. Can, you know, can you, can you walk yeah. over me or walk somewhere else, please? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, or, you know, new mothers, you know, you, um, totally. I would like to, I would like to pump in privacy with, without anyone bothering me in a That's very safe a, and, and comfortable yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The yeah. I mean, it it to me it feels like potentially it could be we're starting to get a little make a little more progress because we have a little more empathy and awareness of what it's like to be excluded in all sorts of ways. Yeah. I I feel like the our employees are getting that. I'm not quite sure the higher ups, the executives are quite understanding oh, okay. that. All right. You know, yeah. or, or or maybe it's the shareholders. I'm not quite sure. Somebody yeah. is more like, yeah. Well, You've had too much progress. power. Come come back and do our thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Well, we're making progress, right? We yeah. have more. We have at least a little more of that. Yeah. Um, Stacy Swinehart Anderson, thank you so much for your time coming on Great Mondays Radio, sharing your expertise, talking about inclusivity, talking about improving cultures and how teams work. It's really been a pleasure for uh, to have you and to talk with you and to you know, cover some new ground, at least for me, I have a little more empathy and acknowledgement and, and understanding about that. So thank you for teaching me. And I'm excited to share this with, uh, with my community. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. It was it was a lot of fun. It was great. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to greatmondays.com slash radio. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcasts app or podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to make sure to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. And I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations, or grab a copy of our book at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.